Think of your favorite one-hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now what if we could fix it? I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm Delon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. In three, two... One. Seven things you probably didn't know, you need to know. I'm Jamie East and this, this is the Smart Seven. Good morning everybody, it's Thursday the 23rd of June and it's National Typewriter Day. And a big happy birthday to Francis McDormand, Joss Whedon, Zinedine Zidane and Selma Blair. Thursday sees day two of the national rail strikes get underway. This time at least there's no tube strikes to accompany it. There was no sign of any improvement in relations between the government and the RMT union on Wednesday, however, as a war of words broke out between the union and Transport Secretary Grant Shapps. Later on Peston, the RMT's Mick Lynch laid out the issues as the union see it. The fares go up by RPI every year, the retail price index. That's the government regulations. Last year, profits were made by the train operators. £500 million out of that subsidy you gave went to those companies. First group and go-ahead who we're negotiating with, are both subject to takeovers from private equity companies. They're going to be worth billions. At Prime Minister's question time, Boris went on the attack as part of what seems to be a Tory strategy to blame Labour for the strikes, although Labour haven't been in power for 12 years. Boris targeted Labour leader Sakir Starmer over MPs who broke party rules and were pictured on Tuesday's picket lines. This is the government that loves the railways, that invests in the railways. He, yesterday, had... 25 Labour MPs out on the picket line backing the strikers, Mr Speaker, while we back the strivers. Keir Starmer was more interested in Thursday's twin by-elections, which could put Boris under real pressure if Labour and the Lib Dems can capture two Tory seats. He's crashed the economy, he's put everybody's tax up. The last Tory sent up to Wakefield being convicted of a sexual assault. That's not much of a pitch, Prime Minister. The row over the government's Rwanda deportation plan flared up again on Wednesday as Deputy Prime Minister Dominic Raab proposed a new Bill of Rights which would make it easier for the UK to deport people and to ignore the European Court of Human Rights. Dom's come up with a confusing new way to describe this new legislation, however. There's certainly been a human rights inflation. I don't think anyone, even the critics of this policy, could doubt that over time that's happened. And of course that inflation has not been subject to proper democratic oversight. And has it undermined the credibility of human rights? I think it has. Boris Johnson's expected to have talks with Prince Charles over this scheme as they're both in Rwanda for the Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting. The chat won't have gotten any easier following the revelations at a parliamentary committee on Wednesday that the Home Office hasn't ruled out sending families to Rwanda in future. All of the 47 who received removal notices on the first attempted flight last week were single men, and that is where we are starting with the policy. Starting, so you're not ruling out women and families? I, I think I'm right in saying that we haven't ruled out women. Russia's war in Ukraine is now into its 120th day and the battle around the city of Severodonetsk continues as Russia pushes hard in its attempt to finally control the Donbass region. 
President Putin addressed a group of Russian military graduates in Moscow and he was really putting the best spin he could on the state of the Russian military after almost four months of brutal battles. Our army and navy, in accordance with the requirements of today, are improving, are improving their most important sections. There is no doubt that we will be even stronger. Meanwhile, EU Commission President Ursula von der Leyen addressed the European Parliament on Wednesday in advance of the formal decision on Ukraine's candidacy and spoke about the applications from Ukraine, Georgia and Moldova for EU membership. History is on the march. And I'm not just talking about Putin's war of aggression. I am talking about the wind of change that is again blowing across our continent. A 6.1 magnitude earthquake struck Afghanistan early on Wednesday morning, causing landslides and devastation in the province of Paktika. It's the deadliest earthquake in the region for over two decades, and initial estimates suggest over 1,000 have died and thousands more have been injured. Reuters reports the situation on the ground is really difficult. Buildings were reduced to rubble and helicopters were deployed in the rescue effort to reach the injured and fly in medical supplies and food. A foreign ministry spokesman said Afghanistan would welcome international help. Still to come on the Smart 7, Kate Bush makes a rare public appearance and it's bringing your kids to work day in the Marvel Universe. Right after this. Welcome back. The tennis continued in Eastbourne on Wednesday as the nation prepares itself for next week's Wimbledon Championship. British number one Cameron Norrie recovered from a disappointing first round exit in Queens last week with a 6-4-6-2 win over American Brandon Nakashimi. That sees him through to the quarterfinals. Yeah, too much time. He set it up beautifully, Norrie. It's been quite a month for Kate Bush. The English singer, songwriter and performer hasn't really been in the spotlight for quite some time, but Stranger Things Season 4 changed all of that. Their use of her hit Running Up That Hill has catapulted her into the record books as it's hit number one around the world. It's 44 years since her last number one and she's also the oldest female artist who ever got the top spot. She emerged from the wilderness onto Women's Hour to chat about the show and how much she likes it, even before it gave her a smash hit. Actually, we watched it right from the word go with the first series onwards so I was already familiar with the series. You're already a fan at this point. Yes, yes very much so, (laughs) yeah. I thought what a lovely way for the song to be used in such a positive way, you know as a kind of talisman almost really for Max and yeah I think it's very touching actually. Taking your kids to work is always a bit of a challenge, especially if you work at home, but spare a thought for actor, director and future Mr. Rita Ora, Taika Waititi. He's just finished directing the new Thor movie, Love and Thunder, and he brought his six and ten-year-olds on set, but it didn't exactly go well when he tried to get them into the movie. The ten-year-old, she got to set and instantly said, I'm not into it. And uh, wow. <laughs> she was like, I don't want to do that. I was like, what? And then the six-year-old, after two takes, she walked off set, came up to me, she goes, give me my money. this has been the smart seven wherever you're listening do us a favor and hit the follow button we'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m have a great day written produced and published by daft doris 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.